Welcome to Reinventing Perspectives, the show that's made for Christian entrepreneurs. We're going to talk about everything from faith to business principles to family life to profitability to strategy to tactics to self-care. If you need it, we'll talk about it. I'm your host, Priscilla Shumba. Without wasting any more time, let's dive into our conversation. Today we have an exciting guest. We have Dr. Kelly Henry. He has a new book that's just come out and he's going to tell us all about that. He's going to talk to us about how to get your business to profitability and his expertise is focusing on the customer. Dr. Kelly, introduce yourself to our audience, please. We're super excited to have you. You betcha. Thank you, Priscilla. I appreciate the opportunity to be on the show. Yeah, Dr. Kelly Henry, I'm a retired chiropractor. I practiced for 20 years, mainly in the New Mexico area in the United States, uh, where I was able to succeed and build up uh, two very successful clinics, mainly on the foundation of great customer service. And uh, obviously, that's why I moved into the the arena I'm in now where I coach and consult businesses how to improve their customer service because of what I did and what I learned in my own uh, in my own clinics. So um, like you said, I have a new book coming out and uh, just promoting it and I'm excited to excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Dr. Kelly, just remind our audience the name of your book and where they can find it before we dive right in. Absolutely. The, the book name is Define and Deliver Exceptional Customer Service Proven Strategies to Maximize Profits. So again, define and deliver exceptional customer service. And you can find it anywhere you would buy a book, uh, Amazon, any of the platforms, Kindle. You can you can find it on any of those platforms. So, so Dr. Kelly, um, I found really interesting that you were a medical professional and you managed to scale your business. Because typically people say, if you're a person who's in a traditionally one-on-one service, you're a doctor, a lawyer, you're limited in how well you can do in business because it depends on your time. But it looks like you define all that. Can you tell us a little bit about how you changed your mindset about all of that and how you came about to scaling such a business? Mainly that started for me personally because of my my goals. I, I knew what level of success I wanted to achieve and putting that into play, I realized, you know what, it's going to take more than me just personally be able to do that. So what do I need to do? How do I need to do it? Who do I need to employ for me to get me to a point you know, to help me achieve my goals. So that that was a lot of uh, the process and and the mindset I had to have to even move forward. One thing I like to like to tell young entrepreneurs and and those starting off on this journey is, you know, yeah, have the goals, have the dreams, set those, just keep focused on moving towards it, but start slow. <laughs> start slow, start cheaply, make mistakes. Don't put a bunch of money out. Don't don't uh, take out a bunch of loans. Don't do those things that are gonna could possibly ruin you right off the bat. Start slow. Learn what you need to learn. Put the foundation down, and then just build upon that slowly. Too many too many business owners, too many entrepreneurs want to rush in, take loans, take on too much, and overwhelm themselves. Not uh, get their business building up where they're making sales and and making it profitable early enough, and it just kills the whole thing and and they're back to square one and and when i say square one that may mean they may have to go out of business or they're back to square one have to reinvent themselves and and move forward so they have to be real careful with that now i feel like new entrepreneurs were really focused on getting the sale and we're trying to figure out how to make a business profitable 
and a lot of times we're trying to do it as fast as we can. It's difficult in a way to kind of balance that. It's great that we've got you on here and you're going to talk to us about customer service because the metrics that we usually think about when we're starting out is we're looking at the dollar signs. And here you are, you're saying Absolutely. customer service is greater or is equal to profits. Can you t- talk to us a little bit about that? That's a good question. And I, and I actually get this question quite a bit. In my mind, it's really greater. Uh, now, that being said, it's hard to run a business, you know, just because you have great customer service, you're not making those sales. So yeah, there has to be a balance. But the reason I say customer service is greater is because good customer service, and, and let me define good customer service. Good customer service is having a relentless focus on the customer or the prospect, the client, the patient, having a focus on them and making those people feel their best anytime they're interacting with you, making them feel valued and important for doing business with you and, and having a connection, a contact. But when you do that and you do it correctly and you do it consistently, that enhances everything else in your business. So it's going to help you make more sales. So in, in so many businesses, and again, entrepreneurs are, are this way too, but this, this, this goes beyond entrepreneurship. It goes into any business. You get so focused on being sales-minded, making those dollar signs, making the next sale, getting the next new client, customer, consumer in, somebody to buy your wares so you make more money when they really need to be more service-oriented, which like I mentioned a moment ago, will create more sales. So there's got to be a balance. Yes, you have to make the sales. You have to make the money. You know, the, the purpose of a business Business is to get a customer, keep a customer, and make a profit. Well, if you're not getting customers and making a profit, it's hard to stay in business, obviously. But you're going to keep more customers, you're going to get more customers, and you're going to make more profit if your goal is to serve them first and build relationships and not just try to make transactions and make those dollars. It's great that you touched on that because... You know, when you're talking about the customer, you're talking about the external customer as well as the internal customer, your employee. And how do you handle, because when you're starting out and you've got all these pressures in terms of one trying to make money, one trying to develop a business, and you're trying to do something that you feel you can't track, like customer service. How do you get that to the focus in a way that is actually something that is tangible and you can plan towards it and see progress in it before you actually see it showing up in the sales? Well, there's three metrics that I use, three ways I track and I teach my customers, my clients to track customer service. And they are actually pretty tangible. So uh, the first is uh, customer surveys and understand what their perception of your business and, and if they feel like you have good customer service. Because if your customers don't, then obviously you don't have great customer service. So you need to be on top of that and understand how they feel. And if they feel like you don't and where you're missing the boat, that's where obviously that's gold and that can help you move forward with having better customer service. Second way is to survey employees. Well, your internal customers are your employees. And if they aren't happy, if they don't feel valued, if they aren't satisfied, then they can't turn around or it's, it's very difficult for them to turn around and provide great service. So you want to make sure that they are, they feel like they're a part of a team. They feel like they're valued and and feel important within that business. And then cash flow is obviously, you know, another metric that is pretty tangible and find it. Um, and that, that comes secondary to having great service and with the internal and external customers. But you can track that pretty well. And it, it follows pretty, uh, pretty closely when uh, the customer surveys and impression and perception is of good customer service and the employee perception is that they feel valued and it's a great place to work. You're going to have some, uh, you're going to have some increase in cash flow. And I, 
the reason I use these three metrics is Jack Well, she was the, the CEO of General Electric here in the United States. And those were the three metrics that he used uh, to to track General Electric. So I figured, hey, if he can do it, then any any business could use those three metrics to, to track their progress and how they, they're doing. Well, as entrepreneurs, we love Jack Welsh and uh, the work he did with General Electric. He's, he's a legend to us. Another quick question about that, Dr. Kelly, before we move on. Because you're talking about the role of the leader in creating a culture of customer service. Wow, it's, it, it feels like a big task. It is a big task. How would you say, as a new entrepreneur, starting out, how should you approach this? You, I think you just hit the nail on the head there. Starting off as an entrepreneur, this needs to be a foundation principle. So when you have a foundation principle... You build on top of that. So this isn't something that is is a piece of the business or an aspect of the business that um, can be changed necessarily um, or not necessarily. This has to be something that is rock solid that you build upon and you start it with yourself, basically. And if you're a solopreneur and you're starting out and you're on a limited budget and you, you're doing everything, you're making the calls and doing the emails and everything else, you're the one that is friendly on the phone and friendly interacting with the customer or the lead, um, and you understand how this works as far as the customer service aspect. But you can also see how it positively impacts your business. So as you grow and you're making more money and you have to bring on VAs or employees or whatever the case may be, then you understand it. You understand how it's a foundation. You understand how it's helped you. You know how to train it. You know how to communicate it better. So it, it has to start with, you know, again, it has to be that foundation and it's got to start off with the ground level. When I work with clients that are in with bigger businesses, I won't work with a client unless they let me teach and coach the CEO, the managers, or the owner. I won't just strictly come in and coach the employees because customer service, again, has to be a foundation and it has to come from the top down. So that's how it has to be structured. So if you're a solopreneur and you're doing everything yourself, but you understand this and you start, you know, you start climbing and you're the head of a team, it's going to come from the top down. It's going to be ingrained in the culture. It's going to be ingrained as a foundation. It'll make it a better business, a friendlier business, a better place to work, and a more successful business. Everything really does rise and fall on the leader. Yes, we know we're in business to make money. The cheapest customer to retain is the one that's coming back. It's hard to acquire. New, it's expensive to acquire new customers. I think we're all figuring that out really fast, especially in this environment. That is so true. And that's that's something I champion all the time. It's it's five to 25 times cheaper to keep current customers than to spend the marketing money to drive in new customers. And I'm, I'm guilty of that in my when I was in in my chiropractic offices. I was dead set on just driving in new patients all the time. And it took some coaches that I had that finally helped me realize and quit doing that. Yeah, you need those new patients and that's good. But let's focus on keeping the patients and making them feel valued and helping them understand their value. It's so much more profitable. And that's that's how you exponentially grow and profit a business when you're keeping current customers, clients, patients in the business. You're talking about customer service, but it really does sound to me like you're talking about brand building, essentially. They're, they're, they go hand in hand, exactly. And you can build your brand on having great customer service. You can be known for that. And actually, I would highly, highly, highly recommend that. Be known for great customer service. It's it's such a distinctive competitive advantage if you will provide that extra level of service. The vast majority of businesses, when they are studied, they 
provide at best average levels of customer service. And as consumers, and I'm sure you, you know, I don't know exactly how Australia is, but here in the United States, we just, we're accustomed to average to poor levels of customer service. We just deal with it like, oh, that's just the way it is. And then when you, when you hit a business that has great customer services, like, my goodness, this is outstanding. You know, just, you, you just love it. And what an advantage and, and what a light that is to, to its customers. So if you can bring your level of customer service up, and it doesn't have to be clear to the top notch, just up above average to, you know, above average, you know, it is a breath of fresh air. And again, it'll give you just such a distinctive advantage over your competition. It's incredible. Dr. Kelly, you know, when you talk about customer service, it also sounds like it has, well, like it says, it has a lot to do with service. Talk to us a little bit about the role that faith plays in the ability to serve well. Absolutely. For me, you know, my priorities in life are my faith first, my family, and then always my occupation and everything under that. Serving is what we're called to do as believers. And so this is, you know, for me and and through my business, this has never been a stretch because that's how I've always felt. That's how I was raised. And that's, that's my belief system that we're here to put others first. A lot of the principles I teach are biblical principles. I haven't put a chapter and a verse from the Bible on them, but they're biblical principles. And a lot of what I teach too, yeah, you you apply them to a business model, but you can take these same principles and just move them into a relationship model or a friendship model, the relationship with your spouse, your kids, whatever relationship you need to, to help sure up, so to speak. Again, my faith is, is what's really what narrowed this down for me and helped me, help me understand it in a better way. One of the quotes I love, it's from Zig Ziglar. What he said is, you can have everything in your life you want if you will help enough others get what they want. And so again, it, it goes back to, yeah, it's okay for me to have what I want, but I don't get what I want by taking advantage of people. I don't get what I want by unethical means. No, I get what I want by serving others, helping others, giving value to others. That helps them, but also it will create goodwill for me and bless me as well. I love the story of King Solomon, that his prayer was the wisdom and the knowledge to serve, to serve the people of God. It, it sounds ordinary, but it's radical. It's it radical. is. He could ask for anything. It's radical even now. Absolutely. He could have had anything he wanted, uh, but no, he prayed for, for wisdom to serve people. So uh, that's, that's like you said, that's pretty radical and pretty profound, but it's unbelievably uh, important, especially in this day and age. Dr. Kelly, could you just talk to us a little bit about your journey as an entrepreneur for the entrepreneurs that are listening? And what was the first really defining moment in your entrepreneurial journey where you said, this is where I'm going to take this business or this is when I'm going to take myself as an entrepreneur? Well, when I started thinking about being a chiropractor way back when in the in the 90s, <laughs> actually even the late 80s, a long time ago, you know, we just we, we talked about that being a, you know, being a medical profession and own your own business. So we didn't necessarily call it an entrepreneur. It wasn't until later on that I actually understood the concept and you know that's basically what I was doing but I, I I knew I wanted to call my own shots I knew I wanted to you know make my own money I knew I wanted to have my own freedom and so that's part of what drove me to uh, you know get my education as a chiropractor and then ultimately own my own businesses to be honest with you I, when I first started out uh, my first practice I failed miserably. I got out of school and and jumped into it, not really knowing what to do, how to run a business, how to market, any of that. And I struggled. And it was a 
it was a tough uh, year, basically. I had a young family at the time, and so it was something that I had to endure. Fortunately, I had a couple of mentors, some chiropractors that had been in practice for a long time that, that helped me along and gave me some foundational principles and, and gave me enough knowledge that I was able to buy a practice and move forward from there. The thing about me is, and, and this is what I communicate to entrepreneurs or those who are in business or wanting to start a business is to have the attitude of it's not if I'm going to be successful, it's when. And just be relentless on that and just never quit is what it amounts to. Just that relentless, never quit attitude. You know, yeah, I struggled. My first business failed. It was terrible, but I never gave up hope that and never gave up that attitude that I would continue to move forward and be successful somehow, some way. The other thing I like to tell young entrepreneurs and, and something I've lived for a long time is, you know, there's no such thing as failure. There's only feedback. So yeah, things don't work out like you want. You know, you have to struggle. This didn't happen. This didn't happen. I have this obstacle. Don't take it as failure. Step back from it. Look at it objectively. Learn from what happened. Learn how you can do it differently. Learn what you could do better. Learn what you could stop doing, whatever the case may be. Reevaluate so you can more intelligently start over again. So those two things really have helped me move keep moving forward through my entrepreneurial journey. When I retired in 2018, sold my practices and moved into the coaching business, the whole digital realm and what I'm doing now was foreign to me. So I had to apply those same principles and I've made a lot of mistakes and I've and I've had to start over and move different directions and pivot a little bit and, and do some different things. But again, I had that same attitude of it's not if, it's when I'm going to make this successful. And, you know, this is not failure. It's just giving me more feedback. Give me more feedback. I'm going to keep trying things, get more feedback so I can keep moving forward intelligently. That's really important that you said that. There are a lot of people who are experts in a field or a technical field, and then they want to move into business. Like, what would you say to that person? Because as yourself, going from medical professional to business entrepreneur, medical professional, that transition of key things to really think about. I would do it. Go ahead and move forward with it. The other thing I would make sure you would take into consideration is don't quit your day job. Make it a side hustle initially in your spare time, you know, so you still have your, your income from your day job. Work the side hustle, learn and, and see what what you need to do and and test the waters a little bit and move forward slowly. And, and, and as you start creating income, then you can expand out and maybe then, you know, within a year or two, you can quit the day job. Again, start slow. Don't dive into it and expect great things to happen because it just it just doesn't happen that way you just have to you have to keep pushing forward and, and learn from it um, another thing is to get a coach get a mentor have somebody that you can talk to that can help you that give you insights into what to do but also what not to do and a, and a lot of times new entrepreneurs new business owners they they don't want to do that because that's ah, too expensive but I guarantee a coach, a mentor, somebody that's going to give you those insights are going to be worth every penny in frustration, in time, and in money, saving you money from the mistakes that you could potentially make when you're moving forward in a, in a new direction. Um, so I'd highly, highly recommend uh, some kind of some kind of coach or, like I said, mentor to help you along. That's what I tell my clients. I'm not only giving you advice on what to do, I'm giving you advice and, and, and mentor you and, and helping you understand from the mistakes I've made so you don't move forward with it. And it's a lot easier to learn from somebody else's mistakes than it is from your own. Who is your 
target customer or is the ideal well, that would seek out your service? Any service-based industry is, is what I'm working for. Now, I obviously have a heart for chiropractors and, and really any, anybody in the medical field because I, you know, I basically speak their language. But anybody that serves customers is my, my ideal client. What has been the biggest challenge that you faced? Entrepreneurship, balancing that with faith, balancing that with all the things that are happening in life, really, and how you overcame it. <laughs> well, I don't know if I've over, overcome it yet, but biggest challenge for me is just keeping that the, the positive attitude. Now, again, I've always had that. I'm, I'm going to be successful. You know, I'll achieve my goals if and when, and like I said, in the failure. But it's that every day when you get smacked in the face, when, you know, you feel like things aren't going your way, when you know, when things are going much slower than you, you want, or it seems like they're not moving at all, just to keep that enthusiasm, keep that motivation and just keep that focus and drive and be positive that, yes, I'm going to keep doing it. We all have these moments and, and I certainly do too. And I, you know, I do affirmations that helps me tremendously. I continually read positive, motivational, inspirational material on a, on a daily basis to keep my mindset right, keep away from the news and those type of things. So it's, I won't say it's necessarily a daily struggle, but there's those days where, you know, you, you just, the motivation isn't there and you just have the, you just have to tell yourself, hey, it's going to be okay. Let's just stay focused on the goal and keep pushing forward. So for me, that's, that's been my biggest challenge is just keeping that positive mindset and, and work through those low times. Thank you for mentioning that, hearing that from a seasoned entrepreneur like yourself, that you do need those tools to keep you going and to keep pushing when things get hard. That's really great. Well, you mentioned that you read a lot of inspirational stuff. Could you tell us about like one book that you would say you have to get this aside from your book? Yeah, but you know we have to get book. that. <laughs> the, the second book that you should get. So. I think it's I think it's right here on my bookshelf behind me. Yes, it is. So it's a book by Grant Cardone. Um, he's written several books, The Ten X Rule, um, and and that's a wonderful book. But the one I go back to all the time is called Be Obsessed or Be Average, mm. and it's it's a it's a tremendous book on on basically staying motivated. A lot of what I just mentioned a moment ago. I love his thought process because basically what he says is you can be obsessed about everything in your life. So you can be obsessed about being a great man of faith and I can be obsessed about being a great husband and, and great father and I can be obsessed about being a great businessman. Uh, it's just, you know, being focused at the right time on those things. You don't have to sell out and, and be just obsessed about business to the detriment of your faith or your family or, you know, be obsessed about your family to the detriment of business. You can be obsessed about everything. It's just controlling in the focus uh, at particular times in doing so. So I, that really touched a, touched a nerve for me, and I really enjoy the book. I've probably read it five or six times. In fact, I'm due to read it again this year. I'll have to read that one. Um, at the end of the day, Dr. Kelly, what matters to you, and how does Dr. Kelly keep the main thing the main thing? I want to serve. I want to give. Um, that's that's the main thing for me. Uh, whether it's my faith, whether it's my my family, whether it's my business, whether it's my neighbors, whether it's my friends, whatever the case may be, I, I want to look for, be conscious of, and then move forward in those opportunities where I can help and serve and, and give back. That that's the main thing for me. Sometimes you lose sight of it. Uh, sometimes it's like we talked about. It's difficult. When you're having a down moment or whatnot, um, but that's what I want to be known for. It's amazing. Uh, one final question, Dr. Kelly: How do you balance success with humility, with kingdom purpose, with 
needing to make a profit with wanting to make a living how do you balance all those things it almost feels like in the society they don't come together they don't you know the the first thing i always have to remember and remind myself of is as i'm blessed and i am it's nothing that i have done all my blessings my health my family my possessions my my wealth has come from above you know i i've i've been placed in a great place to to be able to do what I've done, but nothing that I have done has come on my own volition. I've been blessed by God to be able to do everything that I've I've done. So um, that keeps me pretty humble to understand, you know, you know, instead of me stepping back and saying, I'm a I'm a self-made man. No, I'm not. God has put a lot of things in, in my life and have allowed me to uh, to achieve a tremendous amount of my life, but it's because of him that I've been able to achieve it. So um, I always have to keep that in focus to keep my humility down. That's very important. So going very much hand in hand with that, though, and like we've touched on already is being humble allows you to serve better, too. You know, I have to catch myself sometimes when I, you know, when I'm thinking, man, why, why doesn't so-and-so ever do anything for me or why aren't they doing this for me or why aren't they doing that for me and i have to i have to consciously ask myself well what what have you done for them what, what are you doing for them how are you helping them how are you serving them what are you doing uh and that brings back that that service mentality you don't worry about them the only thing i can control is what i'm doing how i'm thinking the thoughts going through and my actions and my actions need to line up with serving people. So I have to bring myself back to that so I can move forward with serving, which is what I've been called to do. I love that your focus on service is really at the core of what you do and at the core really of being successful. And I mean, it's a biblical principle and a great foundation for early entrepreneurs to begin to put that into their business because it will pay off, you know, spiritually, financially, happiness, well-being is part of being in a community and serving others, really. Um, thank you so much for uh, being on the podcast. Dr. Kelly, where can people get in touch with you? It's pretty easy. If you can remember Dr. Kelly Henry, that's my website, drkellyhenry.com. You can connect on Facebook, Dr. Kelly Henry, LinkedIn, Dr. Kelly Henry, Instagram, Dr. Kelly Henry. So pretty easy to find me if you can remember that. Uh, thank you so much, Dr. Kelly. And please do go out and get that book. We'll put a link down below so you can see the title of the book and a link to where you can get the book. Thank you so much for your work, Dr. Kelly, and thank you for being an inspiration to entrepreneurs. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity to be on the show, so I appreciate it. If you got any value out of today's episode, please do share it and leave a review. Let us know how we can serve you better. Check out our website. It's www.reinventingperspectives.com and connect with us on social media on Instagram, and on our Facebook page at Reinventing Perspectives. would love to connect with you. Also, do check out our latest book, The Christian Entrepreneur's Toolkit. It's available on Amazon.com and also through our website, www.reinventingperspectives.com. Thank you again for taking the time to listen in. We value you. Have a great day.